everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk with me, Jam Santos. And today, we have a very special guest, a very talented person, a wonderful person. Um, she is a content marketer and the creator of Effortless Engine. Uh, let's all welcome Miss Selena Bond. Hey, hey. Thank you so much. It's nice so to be here. how are you? Here. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you doing today? All good. All good. All, although there's, uh, it's typhoon season here in the Philippines. Um, oh my also, gosh. And it's also Christmas season already. You know, in the Philippines, <laughs> we start the Christmas season in September. And it lasts oh, really? until, I think, February. So that's how wow. long the celebration is. So. We should do that. That sounds way better. Yes, you know it, it brings up the positive vibes, even though there's a um, pandemic thing that is going on, and a typhoon, and uh, the, the typhoon part yeah. is not enticing. So <laughs> it <laughs> makes the like weather. A lot. Yeah, it makes the weather you know um, cold. So it's very <laughs> hot in the Philippines. So that's uh, I think a blessing in disguise. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. All right, Alina, I am very excited. To, to know your story, what you do, and who influenced you, what influenced you to be in that um, expertise, that field of expertise. And I'm sure our viewers and our listeners are very excited also to know your story. So feel free, tell us the story of um, Alina Bond. All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, my name is Alina Bond. I'm a content marketer and creator of the Effortless Engine. So I help authors and speakers to build authority with content marketing. And just in case people out there aren't familiar, you know, maybe they just started listening. Content marketing is any kind of marketing you do when you're writing blogs, creating videos, creating podcasts, any kind of social media content. So that's what I help my clients do. And they're typically, um, you know, they're running fairly large organizations, but they're startups for them. I say my clients are in their second win. They're business executives who thought that they wanted to retire. They do it for a little bit and then they get bored. So they start their own consulting firm, but they don't quite have a marketing team. So that's how I got into business. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then um, Effortless Engine is a service that I started right before COVID. Wow. <laughs> so that was, you know, it's kind of fun when you think you have all these plans and you're ready to launch and then you launch into the pandemic and it's, you know. Wait, so kind of you guys, um, you planned for um, uh, Effortless Engine, but you didn't plan to launch it um, like before COVID. Correct. Yes. So I had already been um, working with speakers and authors right. for a few years before I decided, okay, Effortless Engine is the service that they need. And just real quickly, Effortless Engine will help you pr uh, produce consistent content for your platform. And all you have to do is send us a 15 minute recording. You'll get a YouTube video, podcast episode, blog, social media content, newsletter. So I have my clients um, sending me those recordings and that's kind of what we've been perfecting over this year. But it is kind of funny because I created the system because I saw the need that my, that my clients had, that they would put in so much effort into one video and then 
it would just kind of die. It would live and die there. They wouldn't really break it up. We're not getting the most use out of it. So it was just, um, you know, a lot of opportunity that they weren't really um, acting upon. So that's why I created Effortless Engine. And now it's definitely been picking up. It's kind of funny because right when we launched it, I thought that COVID, you know, I had some clients ready to go and then I lost those contracts because they were affected by COVID heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, okay, I'll just wait it out. Uh, then they all started coming kind of rapid fire because they realized, well, you know, really we can't really do anything in person now and effortless engine is all online. And so mm-hmm. business started to pick up. Wow. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Yeah. And so we've been working with clients all over the world, which mm-hmm. is always, you know, keeping things interesting, nice mm-hmm. to make connections mm-hmm. and new industries. And so that's basically what I do. Did I answer your question? Yes, really? of course. And I, I can relate. Um, mm-hmm. Before COVID, there was a, you know, there was series of clients that already uh, in in schedule to do something, task mm-hmm. projects and everything, deals are already done. But then when COVID started, um, some of them uh, postponed or rescheduled or declined yeah. because of, you know, a, a lot of reasons. But then there were a lot of new clients and like what you said, old clients mm-hmm. that came back because, well, in my case, they're the old clients, the the traditional companies, they were doing the transition into the digital platforms. Exactly. They, they saw the need. Um, like everyone is in indoors. So mm-hmm. they're focused on their gadgets, they're you know, 24 hours or, or less in on social media. So that's like nonstop promotions. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there was a lot. There was a lot. There was a big influx of traditional companies doing a transition, and then the the normal ones that are upscaling their game in producing mm-hmm. content, um, content diversification, uh, or which platform is appropriate for them to utilize. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that also what happened uh, in your case? Yes, exactly. I had one client sign on who he said he was, he told me that, you know, you guys got in on this at the right time. Mm. Everyone's transitioning. However, now it's going to be a race. Who can do it the best? So he says, you know, he's a really experienced executive at a big international company. And so he was saying, you know, you have about two years before you figure out who is kind of the leader and where you fall. And I thought, okay, yeah, it might be a race, but we've been doing this for the past how many years. And so actually now that I know that a lot of people are kind of waking up to it, we've already been doing it and we were, you know, forecasting. And I know your agency is probably thinking the same, like people are finally starting to wake Mm, up, mm. which is only, you know, better for service providers because it right. makes selling a lot easier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They know. We don't really have to tell them anymore, at least in my experience, they know. Wow. So now, yeah. Is that something that was like naturally in you? Like growing up is obviously social media was wasn't available uh, back mm-hmm. then, but you know, design, this field of expertise, this field of work, was this something that you really aim to achieve or it just happened? 
Uh, good question. And I have kind of a fun story that your okay. listeners might like, but my parents were entrepreneurs. And mm. so I thought that was normal. I, I would follow them around in their business and I would act like the boss. And I remember getting yelled at. My dad told me, you cannot walk around here like you're the boss because you're not. I'm the oh. boss. <laughs> and what I did said, you do? What did you do? Come on, um, share it. Exactly what yeah. did you do? I just, I would probably boss people around a little bit. And I oh, mean, how I was, young were you when you I did was that? probably 10. Oh, so, okay. That's cute. You know, yeah. So I was like, oh, whatever. I'm just having fun. But I do remember getting yelled at for that. Mm-hmm. But then as a kid, I would turn our house into my own little company and I would have wow. businesses in all the different rooms. And I was always just sitting there. I remember on my computer, printing off signs, making logos and all these things. Wow. And I just remember that's what I did for fun. I grew up, I went to business school and I thought, okay, I definitely... Um, I thought I wanted to work in events. So I did that for a little bit in New York. And then that's kind of where I got interested in more digital marketing. Because mm. I realized, yeah, they, um, the company I was working at, it was an international company and we were producing a lot of events, but we were kind of old school on the digital marketing. <laughs> and so that's when I, yeah, I started getting interested in all the opportunities and saying, you know, okay, well, this is everything we could do with email and this is how you can put courses online. This is how you can promote. So I got really interested in that. And that's when I started kind of reading all of these online marketing books. Wow. And now it's just kind of second nature at this point. So it's kind of, you know, I didn't, I was figuring it out after college. I knew I always wanted to be in business, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I had a moment. I called it my quarter life crisis. After <laughs> okay. <college>. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read a book called Quarter Life Crisis. I think I heard I, that also. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing book. I recommend mm-hmm. it to everyone who's struggling to figure out what they want to do because he says, you you know, people say you, you have to figure out what you want to do. And mm-hmm. he says, no, actually, you've already been designed to do something in this world. And the way to figure it out is look back at your life when you were a kid. What were you mm-hmm. naturally drawn to? And what were you always doing? And that's when I started to realize I was always coming up with these new businesses and doing the marketing. Yeah. So that's kind of, if that helps anybody, um, that really helped me because then it was less about me going out, trying all these new things and just going back and saying, what was I already good at and how can I implement that today? And it's now... I, now I love my work. So wow. I, it definitely works. <laughs> the, the, the perspective of that book is very unique. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I love it. Uh, I have a question though. So yeah. you, you were, so uh, in the context of content marketing, was, mm-hmm. it, was there a big change in content marketing before and content marketing now? Huh, that's a good question, I'm sure, because I feel like in this industry, it really doesn't matter where you went to school and what degree you have, because right. it's all about staying on top of the new trends right. and the new technology. So it's like, I don't know about you, but I always feel, um, what's the word? I feel pressured 
to always be on top of it. Because if I'm not, my competition will be. And I don't want to go into a sale and with the client and they have information that they got from my competitor and they're saying, well, what about this? And if I don't know, that scares me. So I'm like, I can never <laughs> let that happen. I have to constantly be reading. I have to constantly be trying out. This isn't, isn't that um, stressful that it's like a race? It's never, yeah. it's a never ending race. Isn't that stressful? E- yes. And <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, you know, running your own business, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like anyone who's running their own business, that's what we like. We like the challenge because if we didn't, then why are we doing this? Because this is super stressful, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I think a lot of business owners are kind of, um, you know, adventure seekers and Mm. we like to have that rush and we like the competitiveness and that's what makes your company good and great. And I'm also in my personal life, a runner, and I've always ran competitively a little bit and now just, you know, kind of for fun, but that's what I love about running. And I think about the correlation with business because running your race, yes, you're competing against everyone in the race, but really the only thing that matters is doing better than your own personal time and your time doesn't affect other people's really, you know? So that's what I love about business too, because you can continuously be a better business owner, but at the same time, there's that healthy competition with your peers, you know, and your colleagues. And so if their business is growing, it just kind of, it kind of gives you that fire that you, you want to compete with them, but never in a negative way, or at least not, I don't think that way. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, how do you maintain um, being on top? How do you maintain being on top of the game? I I know that you mentioned um, earlier that you always need to like nonstop research, always stay on top. What's the the trend? Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain that? Um, a few things, and this is you know I love this mindset talk because it is so important and critical, mm-hmm. and I feel like personally. I discipline myself, you know, I, I have to read a book a week and I'm cycling through, you know, business practices, marketing practices, mindset, all that stuff, because the moment you let up on that stuff, all of a sudden you're going to have negative influences taking over all the positive work you've been doing. Right. Mm. So it's, it's, they say, you know, motivation and that kind of thing. It's like a diet. Once you stop, it stops working. So I make sure that I'm always um, staying on top of, you know, the new books coming out in our industry on the market. I want to know what they're saying. And now I'm starting to realize I'm getting to the point where a lot of these books I'm reading and listening to, they're starting to say a lot of the same stuff which at first I didn't like, because I said, I'm not learning anything new. But then I realized <laughs> that means that I am, I have a good understanding of kind of what's going on. Right. But, but I know the moment I stop doing that, and I think I know it all, that's when somebody's going to pass me up. So I can never let that happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a saying that the moment you stop learning is the moment you fail. And I think that's 100% true. And mm. especially in our industry where it's all about technology right, and digital right. trends, 
people are always working on the next new thing. And the moment you take your finger off that pulse, you're going to get wiped out. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, I think as business owners also, it's our job to, to make sure we see what is working in the market, what's working mm. for our clients. And the moment it doesn't, we need to come up with a new solution for them. And that's what I think is important for retaining customers on the long haul. Cause that's what makes them trust you that you're doing your job and you're always going to make sure that they're getting what they need. So that's important. Wow. Um, you, you mentioned that already. Um, let me just uh, reinforce mm-hmm. that. You, well, you already mentioned part of it. Why is content marketing important? Oh, right. So content marketing, this is really interesting. And this is kind of what made me start my company because I would, I would know people in my network who were very accomplished mm-hmm. authors and speakers. The moment you look them up, there's nothing, no website, no blogs. They, they're doing all these interviews, but it's not centrally located. So that already is, it just, you have the elements of building authority online, but you're not using it right. You're not, um, you're not taking viewers through the customer journey, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole reason that 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 content marketing is important is so that if people don't, you know, the classic marketing trio, know, like, and trust you, how can they ever do business with you? Because a sale comes from trusting you. And if you're trying to do business online with people in other countries or just anyone who's never heard of your name before, you need to have those assets in place so that that content is working and building up your expertise and authority when, when you're busy doing other stuff like, you know, consultation, strategy, speaking, you need to have that engine running for you 24 seven. Wow. This is just, this is just amazing. I mean, all the information that you're, that you're sharing, it's like, okay, pointers to review. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're a business owner or you're a company, you need to take down notes and follow it. <laughs> um, let's say, okay, um, having said that, let's say uh, the situation is, uh, let's say a traditional company mm-hmm. came to you okay, Alina, please help us. Um, like what you've shared earlier, we are, our, our business is doing good, but we have zero presence online. So mm-hmm. what are the basic, um, uh, like the first, first thing that you need to establish with them? Uh, yeah, so the very first thing that I do with my clients is I create a brand script for them. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, there's this company called Story Brand, and they're mm. located in Nashville here in the States. And their CEO, Donald Miller, I read all of his stuff. I mm-hmm. love his um, insights that he gives on marketing. He just makes it so simple. So I've actually been utilizing his tools in my company since I've started, and I still do that with every client. And it's the most fundamental piece because basically a lot of companies talk about um the owner, what do you do? What's your history? Um, mm. When was the company founded? And really, right. buyers don't care. <laughs> buyers? <laughs> exactly. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. You know, forgive me for the term, but they don't give a shit. 
Exactly. Because <laughs> if you're thinking about it, I always like to think of it like your customer is out at sea and they're struggling to balance everything and they're just kind of drowning with everything that they have to do and they're mm. looking for, you know, a life vest, somebody to throw exactly. throw help. And that's what your company needs to do. So like in the moment when they're searching for relief for the pain that they're going through, whatever your company helps them solve, you need to clearly state how you can help them within three seconds, right? Wow. So when somebody looks at your website, they should automatically know exactly what your company does, who they help. And then you really go into the psychology of what the customer is feeling. Mm -hmm. What are the pain points? And you really have to make them know that, yes, this person gets what I'm going through. Mm. And once that clicks in their head, then you start talking about the solution and how your company is the solution and then why they should trust you. And then right. how you can show them what success looks like and what happens if you don't. And then in the end, if they purchase from you, what transformation are they going to go through? Because marketing is all about selling transformation. Ooh, I love that. Marketing is all about selling transformation. Can you, can you explain further? Yes, exactly. So when you do this worksheet, which by the way, anyone can go do by themselves for free. It's mm-hmm. on mystorybrand.com. You just make an account. You go in, you go through your own brand script. But the trick is you start with the transformation. At the very bottom, there's a transformation box. And mm-hmm. it says we're taking a customer from something to something else. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it in stories, When you watch a movie, it's all about you meet a character who's going through a problem and the whole movie is about them solving the problem. (laughs) And you know it's a good movie when basically they were in a bad situation, they were a bad person, something like that. Mm. And in the end, they have this transformation, something changes. And now they're a good person and they have a good life or something like that Mm. happens. And Or from from like a, a, a zero to hero kind of thing exactly it's exactly it's the story of the hero so basically the hero in your story is the uh client your customer yeah you you are kind of their yoda (laughs) okay yeah you're you're yoda you're not anakin the story is about them because really everyone cares about themselves right and Mm. i don't know anyone who doesn't care about themselves we all do and we're all looking out for what can make us stronger smarter more successful so if your if your service or product can help somebody do that that's what you want to sell you want to say you know, are you feeling like nobody knows you online and you want to sell more books and get more speaking engagements and you want to get more consultations? Then, so I position my service and I say, my company, my service will help you do that by creating consistent content so that you're building up your library of content that is compounding over the year. So it's wow. a good investment. It's only going to get better. And then at the end of it, people are going to be able to find you online. They're going to want to book you for interviews. Mm. You'll be able to build up your portfolio of speaking engagements. And so that's what I'm selling. So basically wow. every company has a transformation to sell themselves. I love that. I love that. Um, what are the basic or essential content that you you give to your clients for them to utilize? Good question. Uh, so we have a philosophy that mm. I basically I hate doing anything that doesn't have a long lifespan. You know, I'm all about making 
um, investments that make a lot more sense that, you know, if we're going to spend our money, we want to make sure that this is going to be worth it. So I start off everyone building up their content of all of these recording topics that are, um, we, we research their SEO keywords. So we make sure that, you know, uh, say you're a business consultant and you're working with leaders. Well, then we'll find out um, all those SEO keywords that people are looking for on YouTube. And we're going to make sure that all of the, the topics that you create are going to be optimized with those keywords. So that uh-huh. way, you know, these videos are going to serve your business forever. Yes. And it will always live on YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify. So if people start listening to your stuff today or two years down the road, you basically have the building blocks in place so that they do know the fundamental pieces. And so in the end, it saves my clients time because that's time that they can just direct um, potential clients to go watch all of that. And when they're ready to purchase higher ticket offerings, like their uh, consulting packages or something like that, then they're ready to go and the customer is up to date on all these things that the client has already spent their time creating these uh, recordings to talk about and teach about. Wow. So. I'm learning a lot already. I'm learning a lot. I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's very interesting. Like uh, I always believe that um, uh, content marketing, you know, it's, it's, if, if, if it makes sense, it's more than mm-hmm. important. <laughs> and content itself provides three things. You know, um, it's like uh, inspiration, information, mm-hmm. and entertainment. So exactly. for me, I mean, it, it overlaps. Um, mm-hmm. It inspires you. It, it's, uh, it's a tool of information. It's a source of information. Um, may it be in whatever it is focused but it's a source of information and it's wrapped by enter- a form of entertainment so something mm-hmm. enticing something exciting something dynamic that's why podcast is there um vodcast is there if you're familiar with the term so podcast video voila vodcast mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> um, yeah illustrations you know you um creators utilizing ig tv IG, you know, from carousels, you know, it's, it's, it's very, there's a wide option. And I agree with you that if, again, if it makes sense, it's more than important. It's the building blocks of the business. Now I have a question and I'm pretty sure you've experienced this because I did. Um, (laughs) Have you ever experienced, have you ever encountered a client that, wants you know a, a total transformation with your services but does it that but feels that you're charging too much you know the weird that one weird client that wants a lot but feels that he's overpaying or you're overselling your services uh Actually, not really. I never had that experience. Mm-hmm. What was difficult for me was pricing myself, figuring yeah. out what my time was worth. And then now as I grow my company, how do I maintain margins and all that when I have um, contractors helping me deliver mm-hmm. the service? So that is really challenging for me. Um, I think pricing is kind of an art because you can't just, you have to 
you have, you know, you could do the flat fees, but then there's also the variable expenses. And then there's a, well, what is your hour worth? And Mm -hmm. not all hours are created the same. So you really have to kind of, you have to track your time and see, you know, you have to measure it within yourself and Mm -hmm. then see what people on the market doing the same thing are doing and see kind of how you stack up. So I think that is really challenging, but no, anytime when I had, um, a client asked me to do something, um, I would give them a quote and there wasn't really any debate because for me, well, I've kind of worked in sales since I was Mm. in high school. So selling for me is natural. (laughs) And the key to selling is don't talk about the price. Talk about the value that they're going to get. Mm. Never discount the price Mm. um, because then that just, it brings down the value of the service in their eyes. So I would never do that. Um, You should always say, yes, if you spend X amount, the value that you're going to get, and then that's where you really emphasize. You're going to say, this is all the things that I can do for you. This is going to get you X, Y, and Z. And if you don't do it this way, then these are the negative things that um, are going to happen. Or if you try to do it yourself, you're going to waste all of your time. And your time is, you know, probably a hundred times more valuable than ours. So that's your call. So honestly, if anything, I always realize that I think I've come up with a great package and, you know, works for me, works for my company. Whenever I go out there, people are always thinking, that's it. And then I think, oh my gosh, I keep (laughs) under, you know, it keeps hitting under the mark. I'm like, are you kidding me? What are other people charging you? (laughs) So I just feel like, you know, it's, that's not really a challenge. It's kind of making sure that I have my prices right. Right, right. What's the greatest challenge you experience in this field? Hmm, the greatest challenge. That really excites you. You know, you mentioned a while ago that as a business owner, you know, the spice, the challenge, that motivates you. That keeps your blood, you know, heart pumping. So what was the greatest challenge that you encountered? Well, right now it's kind of funny because I feel very, um, I'm in a good spot. I'm very at peace. I'm motivated. I have happy clients. Business is growing, but at a steady pace that we can handle. And the thing is, so right now I'm kind of thinking, I don't really have many challenges right now. Like, I feel like I have good control, but it Mm. wasn't always like this. And this was, um, a big lesson that I that I learned last year, which was complete opposite, night and day. Because last year, I was basically doing the same revenue, mm-hmm. and I was doing pretty good, and we were growing. We had good clients, good results. However, mm-hmm. I was selling things that were not scalable. So Ooh, anytime I would okay. get a new client, it just it was. I don't want to say a disaster, but it, it just, I, I was burning out because I was thinking I cannot handle all of these new problems. Nothing is scalable. Nothing's repeatable. I'm not getting good enough at one thing over and over to sell it with 150% confidence. Mm -hmm. It's basically, I was selling my time to figure things out for people. And then I couldn't really grow a team around that because 
I wasn't building any systems. I had all the systems I had were in my head and they were customized for every client. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was not a great way for, I don't That's think. That's not I healthy. <laughs> so basically I, I worked on, okay, what, what is the service that I can offer to my client that they would mm-hmm. get the most value, be the most happy Um, stay with me every month and so that I can really focus on delivering and building something valuable for them. Meanwhile, it's one one service and one system on our end so I can scale it and I can hire people to help me and grow it. Um, And so that's what I had to learn. And so I realized uh, that's when I started offering a scalable service no, um, nothing's really customized. We have one system you can pick from three different options. Obviously, we'll customize, you know, the branding, the, the copywriting and yeah. all of that. But our system is the same. And that has been the biggest, best decision that I have ever made because I finally feel like I have control. And anytime we do get a new client, I'm not overwhelmed because I've done it before. I know exactly wow. what needs to do. My team members know exactly how they need to um, help and our quality is just going up. So clients are very happy. So that, that was a huge challenge I had to overcome. <laughs> wow, I'm really stoked. It, yeah, it's very amazing to, to hear such a you know, uh, very well and solid business. I think you're, you're in your prime and, and I know and I, and I believe that, you know, you will reach more people. You will help more people, clients, businesses, and your company and you will be a source of blessing for them as well. You know, so oh, I'm, I'm excited for so that. Nice. Yeah. Thank um, you. So nice. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Also, um, any tips? Any tips that you can share for our viewers and listeners in connection to content marketing? Yes. Start today. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, A lot of people think that they need to have the exact perfect setup. And I'm telling you, you don't. What you need to do is you need to start getting in the habit of writing. You need to start getting comfortable on camera. No matter, you know, anyone needs to be doing it because if you're trying to grow your business online with content marketing, people connect with you, your voice, and your eyes. And that's how trust is built. I love that. I I love that. (laughs) <laughs> so start today with whatever you have and it's only going to get better. And so don't let the fact that you don't have the perfect setup stop you from building your platform because you're going to you're going to have to experience what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what you want to invest in, what you're getting a return on. So I oh, it's the worst thing when I see somebody just wasting time trying to make it perfect when it's like <laughs> You're spending all this money and you're not going to get a return because you're not getting it out there to even know if people like it. Right. That's probably the most important thing. You have to have that connection with your customer. You have to become their best friend. How can you serve them if you don't know them? Yes, yes. I love that. And that's so true. You need to know them, right? Um, think, think, visualize this. If you're courting um, someone, like, okay, if I'm courting you, I need to know you. I'm not just going to give you a lot of things. Exactly. You might not like what I give. So I need to, you know, uh, take time, build relationship, know mm-hmm. you, know your likes, know your dislikes. And then from there, 
build something, right? The biggest thing is you have to anticipate their needs. You have to give them what they don't even know that they need because you have to know them so well. You have to be thinking two, five, 10 steps ahead of what they need. So that way, when they're ready, you have exactly what they need. So then in the future, they know that they're just going to trust you so much that you take such good care of them forever and ever that they're never going to want to work with anyone else. And that's kind of my secret sauce. <laughs> wow. Wow. So it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> I guess not. But that's the thing. I guess it's just, you know, treat your customers how you would want to be treated. And what makes you stay with somebody? What makes you want to give them your money? You know, if you make them a happy customer, then they're only going to give you more and more business. And that's another thing. Yeah. If I serve one client very well, that opens me up to their whole network. So then your referrals start going up and it's only, you know, it's a domino effect. And that is very important on um, a a company's reputation. How do you Mm. take care of your customers and can they trust you? Because all you really have is your reputation and you Mm. have to do everything to protect it. Right. Wow, that was solid. Like, oof. <laughs> thank you for that. Like, knowledge bomb, experiences, <laughs> stories. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Um, and you're right, and I totally agree. Um, it, it, well, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of people out there, they're waiting for the common questions. Is that they don't have money to to build uh, to gather equipment for them to create something, or mm-hmm. like what you said earlier, they're waiting for the perfect moment, which by the way will never come. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't believe the, the the concept of perfection doesn't exist for me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just a concept that holds you back and will stress you. So mm-hmm. I love what you said, the tip that you gave away to do it now. Start on it, prepare, you know, and just focus and do it now. Wow. Thank you for exactly. that. Yeah. All right. So we we love the stories that you shared, the knowledge that you shared. Thank you for that. Now we are in the part of this podcast, this show, that we will have fun. Right. Okay. So the goal, the goal of this uh, mini game, is for people, our viewers and listeners, to see that yes, um, Alina is a entrepreneur, but she's also a simple human being who <laughs> acts, you know, who 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 acts silly, who have fun. So you know the the human side, the human perspective. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. So how will we play this game? I will ask you random questions. And mind you, this questions is, I didn't prepare for this one. My team just gave me these questions like right now. All right. Okay. So that's, so that's even me. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. a lot of questions, but although I can, you know, um, choose which one will go first. Um, mm-hmm. So don't spend too much time thinking what the answer for the question is. So okay. feel free to answer as quick as you can. All right. The, the title of this uh, game is, we call it The Creative Fast Talk. Okay. All right. So Alrighty. let's start with the easy part. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. And I, I love games. Oh, yeah. 
You will love this. This is very silly. All right. <laughs> Question number one. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Pancakes or waffle? Pancakes. Mountains, the mountains, or beaches? Oh, that's such a hard question, but I have to go with mountains. I All love right. hiking. Really? <laughs> love it. Your favorite artist and why? My favorite artist? Oh, mm. shoot. I don't really know a lot of artists. I'm all, all I know is business people. <laughs> okay, your, your favorite um, uh, personality, business personality, okay. and why? Hmm, well, I really like, can I name a few? Sure, oh, sure. Changing no, 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 all fine. the rules. <laughs> go, go, go. I love John Maxwell. Oof. I love the way he talks. Um, there's a preacher here in the States. His name is Andy Stanley, but he also talks a lot about leadership and business principles too. So I really like him. I really love Donald Miller. I love Mike McCallowitz. Those are kind of my favorite. I've been cycling through all those guys recently, but yeah, I definitely know more business celebrities than I don't know anything else. <laughs> right, right. Okay, next. What is the most childish thing you still do? Probably a lot of things. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. What are some examples? Childish <laughs> things. Oh, I don't know. I still like going out dancing a lot with my friends, but I don't know. Is that a childish thing? No. <laughs> Probably the way I do it. People are oh, like, okay. yeah. oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, the quality you like the most about yourself. Um, I like the fact that I can take constructive criticism and I really like that no matter what anyone says to me, it doesn't bother me. Mm. Honestly, most of the time I could care less because I feel like I'm very confident in myself and what I'm doing, but also humble enough to know that I don't know everything. And I, that's why I always love learning. Mm. So I like the fact that if somebody tells me I need to do something better, then I'm going to fix it. So I like oh. that. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, last two questions for the easy part. Okay. Right. What is the meanest uh, thing you have done for someone? Meanest? Like something mean I did to them? Yeah. Uh, this is a very fun game. <laughs> um, something mean? Hmm. Well, I used to fight with my sister a lot. We don't fight anymore, but we used to be really mean to each other. Right, right. Okay. She would borrow my clothes and stuff, and I would go rip them out of her closet, and I'd say, quit taking all my clothes. But I don't know. That's kind of all. <laughs> We're good now. All right. Okay. <laughs> what is something that people think you would never do, but you have? Mm. Something people... Th I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe the stuff I do doesn't surprise people. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess there was a little bit when I started my business, I felt like some people thought that it wasn't going to work and I should just give up and it wasn't worth my time to try. And I did not like that. And okay. definitely used it as motivation. I mean, obviously my business is to serve my clients and 
it's how I make a living. Um, but also there was a little bit of a little piece of me that said, you know what, I'm also going to do it just to uh, kind of prove some people wrong, but that's not a healthy reason yeah. to start a business. <laughs> but there's no. a little bit of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. If you could bring someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Um, well, who would it be? Mm, I'm going to go with, I feel like I can't say what I really want to say. <laughs> um, somebody back from the dead. Like a famous person. Or personality, an actor, politician, or a family member, or like, you know. I'm going to have to go with um, George Washington. I have Oof. to. Okay. Because Why? He's the first president of the United States, and that was just, you know, such an interesting and inspiring and courageous thing to be a part of and so mm. I don't know I like history a little bit so I'm thinking well geez if I had to pick one person well <laughs> first president of the United States right 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 well thank you thank you for you know participating in that um, weird weird but fun <laughs> part of this show thank you Alina um, feel free to promote your social media accounts your business or whatever gigs or projects you have for everyone yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, if you guys are interested to learn more about uh, our content marketing service for authors and speakers, you can check out effortlessengine.com and you'll learn all about how we can help you and our service packages. And if you're interested to just talk about it, you can book a free consultation and I'll be happy to jump on and do a Zoom call with you. Wow. Thank you again, Alina, for spending the time with us here in the Creative Talk. I know you're a very busy person. Thank you for your stories and thank you for being such a wonderful, wonderful guest. Well, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. 